Online dating has been the craze lately. Wouldn't you agree? It once kind of started off as something that had a little bit of a strange social stigma to it, uh, but now it's really normal. I heard that one out of five couples today meet online. One out of five. Something uh, pretty normal now, right? And the way how most online dating works today, if you've never tried it out, if you've been married for a long time, um, well, the way it works is that uh, someone's picture will show up on your screen with a little bit of info about them on their profile, and then you have to decide if you like them or not. And the way how you decide if you like them by not is either by swiping right or swiping left. If you swipe left on someone, that means you don't want to talk to them, but if you swipe right on them, that means that you like them. So imagine that there's a guy, and he's online dating, and a picture of a girl shows up on his phone, and he goes, I don't think I want to get to know her. So he would swipe left. But then the next girl shows up on his screen, and he thinks to himself, where have you been my whole life? Well, then he would swipe right on her. So I bet you're wondering why I'm telling you this. Well, the reason why is because today when we're looking at the book of Proverbs, King Solomon is going to show us the profiles of two different women. Two different women he's going to describe. And depending on what woman you chose, what women you choose will impact every single decision that you make in this life. It will impact how you manage your money, how you manage your anger, how you manage how much alcohol to drink. It will help you decide what friends you want to have. It will help you decide a spouse. It will help you decide where to go in your career. It will literally impact every single decision that you have in this life. The book of Proverbs is all about getting wisdom. And in chapter 9, we find out that King Solomon is talking to his sons. And he desperately wants his son to have wisdom. And if you're a parent, I'm sure you can relate to that. You want your children to be wise. You want them to be successful in life and happy. And King Solomon does that by putting his arm around his son, and he's going to show him a picture of two different women to make, women, or to make wisdom look attractive. And we're used to that. We're used to having things be personified to make them look attractive. We're used to seeing a green gecko used to make car insurance look attractive. We're used to seeing a jolly green giant used to make green beans look attractive. So King Solomon has a young son, and he wants to make wisdom attractive. So he describes it to him as a beautiful young woman who knows how to cook. Pretty smart idea, huh? He's getting his attention. He wants to make wisdom look attractive. And for the ladies in the room this morning, maybe just picture like a sensitive, hunky guy that makes breakfast in bed. The idea of just trying to make wisdom look so attractive in a personified form. So what we're going to do today is we're going to look at these two profiles. The profiles of Lady Wisdom and Lady Foolishness. We're going to see how one choice is obviously better than the other. And then we're going to see, depending on who you swipe right on, how that will impact your life. So first, let's look at Lady Wisdom, Proverbs chapter 9, verses 1 through 6. Wisdom has built her house. She has set up its seven pillars. She has prepared her meat and mixed her wine. She has also set her table. She has sent out her servants, and she calls from the highest points of the city, Let all who are simple come to my house. 
To those who have no sense, she says, Come, eat my food and drink the wine I have mixed. Leave your simple ways and you will live. Walk in the way of insight. So that is Lady Wisdom. And it starts off by describing her nice house that she has. She has a nice house with seven pillars. Now seven, that's one of those special numbers in the Old Testament, and it shows uh, a form of completeness. So this is just showing that she has a nice, big, elegant house. This is a woman who knows how to take care of herself. And then she goes on to describe what kind of date you would have with this woman if you swiped right on her. Well, she says, you can come over to my house, and I'm going to cook for you. In the Hebrew, it literally says, I will slaughter my slaughterings. So it's meaning that she's going to prepare a nice piece of meat, a nice steak, something that would be a delicacy back then. And Lady Wisdom knows just the right glass of wine that pairs well with steak. So she offers a man steak and a nice glass of wine, and she says, all are invited. Talking about how Wisdom says, all people are invited. All people should come and get Wisdom. She says, come to my house. Come over, let's have dinner. Let's have a nice steak with a nice glass of wine. Have, a, have dinner, have a drink with me. And doesn't that sound like a nice steak, guys? Sounds pretty good. A nice steak dinner with a glass of wine. Sounds good. But now, just for fun, let's look at the other woman, Lady Foolishness. Verses 13 through 18. Folly is an unruly woman. She is simple and knows nothing. She sits at the door of her house on a seat at the highest point of the city, calling out to those who pass by, who go straight on their way. Let all who are simple come to my house. To those who have no sense, she says, stolen water is sweet. Food eaten in secret is so delicious. But little do they know that the dead are there, that her guests are deep in the realm of the dead. So, Lady Foolishness, she sits outside of her house, and she is described as a rowdy woman. She heckles any bystander who walks by her house, and she says, hey, come over to my house. And she describes the date as well. She says, you can come over to my house, and I can offer you a stolen water bottle and a secret biscuit. Sounds kind of strange, all right. Um... And, but then it's very devastating at the end. It says that little do these men know that the ones who go and visit her house end up dead. You know how guys talk sometimes about girls where they're like, hey, maybe you should stay away from that girl. She's crazy. Well, imagine this conversation. Stay away from this girl. She'll kill you. That's the deal with lady foolishness. She might offer you something, but in the end, it will lead to death. So if you put these women up side by side, if you were a guy who was online dating, who would you swipe right on? Well, the answer is obvious. You would pick Lady Wisdom. It's the difference between a steak dinner with a glass of red wine and a stolen water bottle and a secret biscuit. It's the difference between living life to the full and being led to death. So if the answer is so obvious... Why do so many of us struggle to stay away from lady foolishness? Well, the reason why is because the temptation that she offers is so appealing to our sinful nature. Let's look at what she says again. She says, Stolen water is sweet. 
Food eaten in secret is so delicious. So what Lady Foolishness has to offer is secrecy. Something that no one else will ever know about. And isn't that the source of so many of our sins? Let me give you a couple examples of that. First off, uh, let's talk about people who have affairs. Why are there so many people out there that cheat on their spouse? Well, you'd have to think at the beginning stages of someone flirting with their coworker that secrecy has to be a large part of the appeal. There is secret talking, secret inside jokes, secret texting back and forth at late hours of the night. There are secret lunches and secret meetups which lead to a secret affair. But even though so many people do that, do you know that less than 10% of couples who try and make it work with the person they're having an affair with and leave their wife, that less than 10% of them have a relationship that lasts more than two months? That's not a way how to start off a relationship with secrecy and hiding. But so many people think to themselves, if I just had that woman, if I was just with that guy, then my life would be so much happier. That's a lie. And what about stealing? You would have to think that one of the reasons why so many people steal is because it's a secret. You're taking something that no one else knows about, and now you have this secret, and there's a rush that comes along with it. How many people have made messes in their life because of something that they did behind closed doors? Secrecy is something that so many of us lead to. And underneath this sin of secrecy is the idea that God's rules and God's laws are a buzzkill to our happiness. We begin to tell ourselves that if I just go get this thing, then I will be happy. It doesn't come from following what God wants for my life. It comes from what I want for my life. And God says that that way of living leads to death. This idea of thinking that I know what's best for my life. I don't need to listen to God. I don't need God as my Savior. That leads to eternal death. So then how do we stay away from her? How do we stay away from Lady Foolishness? How do we swipe right on Lady Wisdom? Well, it comes from the verse right in between these two profiles. So the way that chapter 9 of Proverbs is set up is you have the profile of the first six verses of Lady Wisdom. Then at the end of the chapter, you have the picture of Lady Foolishness. But right in the middle of these two is this verse. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Having a relationship with the Lord, knowing that God is your Lord and Savior, is the true beginning to wisdom. And it comes from looking at someone who truly embodies and personifies wisdom, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ came to this world, and he told proverbs and parables. In our gospel this morning, we heard a a parable that Jesus told about a wise man and a foolish man who built their house on sand and who built their house on the rock. Jesus was talking about how he wants us to make wise decisions in our life. And Jesus also at one point in his life, he told a parable about someone going out and inviting everyone to a wedding feast because he wanted all people to pursue wisdom. He wanted all people to know that he is the Lord and Savior. 
And Jesus always knew just what to say when the Pharisees came to try and trick them with some riddle. Jesus knew how to demolish all their arguments. Jesus truly embodied wisdom. And Jesus came to this world, and he swiped right on you. Jesus swiped right on you, even after he looked at your profile. Jesus looked at your profile and saw every secret sin that you committed and all the shame that came with it. Jesus knew every time when you went to visit Lady Foolishness. He knew every piece of forbidden fruit that you ate. And he knew how much it would cost him to choose you. But Jesus swiped right on you. And he died on the cross, shedding his blood to give us the forgiveness of sins and to lead us to true wisdom. True wisdom that he is our Lord and Savior. True wisdom that he gives us the forgiveness of sins as a free gift. And true wisdom that we will be with him one day in heaven. And knowing that he swiped right on us, that will lead us to swipe right on Lady Wisdom. And I've been telling you to swipe right on Lady Wisdom this whole time, but the crazy thing is that God is the one who actually does it for us. He's the one who worked faith in our heart, and he's the one that leads us to pursue wise living. He's the one who leads us to see who Lady Wisdom truly is, to see how beautiful she is, and to see how great it is to live a life pleasing to God, following his rules and commandments following God's will. And he's also the one that leads us to see just how terrible lady foolishness is. He's the one that leads us to say no to secret sins and temptations and to stay far away from her because that leads to danger and death. Jesus is the one who leads us to pursue wisdom. And that's going to impact the way how you live your life. Knowing true wisdom, that will be the way that leads you to make good decisions in your life. So that's my encouragement to you. If you want to know how to make good decisions in your life, read through the book of Proverbs. It will teach you how to manage your money. It will teach you how to manage your anger and how you use alcohol. It will help you choose what friends to hang out with. It will help you uh, decide what what words to use in your conversations. It will give you guidance for every decision that you make in your life. Because that's what true wisdom is. It's our filter that we have. It's our filter that we wear that helps us make decisions in this life. Jesus says that living with wisdom will give us guidance in this world and will also leave us to life everlasting. We do this all in Jesus' name. Amen.